Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Long Story Short podcast. I am your host, Vicky Cornick. We have gotten this far, guys. Episode 7, I am so delighted to have been releasing for the past 7 weeks, releasing episodes. Um, I'm sure if you've been listening to previous episodes, you have heard some incredible stories and I just really, really hope you are enjoying them as much as I am recording them. We've got some more great speakers coming your way. So if you've gotten this far, hang in there. I personally feel like or wish I could release all the episodes, uh, but I know Jesse would absolutely kill me for doing that. Jesse, who manages my podcasts. Um, but yes, there are so many more great topics coming your way that I really think people will love. Um, so for anybody that has been listening, I cannot thank you enough for the support on the podcast already. If you are new to the podcast, if this is your first episode, you can catch up with six other um, episodes that are already out. I would also love and appreciate if you could share this podcast with anyone who you think might find it interesting. This really helps me in growing the podcast. I by no means um, expect this podcast to be, you know, have broken worldwide or anything, but I just love getting the word out there, talking about health and fitness and lifestyle related topics that I know my clients, I know my friends and family uh, find interesting. So that's really something that I am passionate about and that's really important to me. Um, I also would really appreciate if you could rate the podcast. I didn't even know this was a thing until this week, but you can rate the podcast whether you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave a nice little review, um, that would be amazing as well. And I would massively appreciate it. So on this episode, I really wanted to talk about, we're obviously, we've got a solo podcast, which not going to lie, they still kind of freak me out. This is only my second solo podcast. So do bear with me if you can sense a little bit of the, of the nerves, but I really wanted to do this podcast or record this podcast on something that I, again, feel my listeners would find interesting and useful and take something from. And I think, I suppose a good topic for me to start with as a solo podcast would be going from or how to go from being a total beginner in the gym to being an absolute boss ass queen absolute cringe in the gym um because anyone can do this so whether you are somebody that is i mean let's be honest majority of females and I only know this because this is really why I started Victory Fitness was because a lot of women are terrified of the weights area. So I know this from working in a commercial gym over uh, the past six years that I've been in, in, in the industry. A lot of women are nervous of the weights area, nervous of lifting weights. They don't know how to do it. They feel like the gym is a severely male dominant area, which don't get me wrong, like it absolutely is. I think things are changing. And I think that we're getting better as we go with the times. But still, I know for a fact that so many women are nervous of the of the gym and of lifting weights, which is obviously why I created Victory Fitness, but why I also think this would be a great topic to talk about. And I can definitely give you my tips because I was once a beginner in the gym. And don't forget that all trainers have been beginners in the gym at one stage. You're not even if you're you're a trainer, you're not born into the gym, okay? This is something that everybody has to learn. So I have made, I've made several mistakes that I absolutely cringe about, but I think by sharing them, hopefully listeners and people who are maybe nervous of the gym themselves will find this useful and just a little bit more reassuring um, when it comes to stepping foot in the gym. So we've got some tips for building your confidence in the gym as well. What to avoid, you know, I made the mistakes. I don't want you to make those mistakes either. And yeah, that's what we got. We've got coming your way. So like I was saying, 90% of the women I work with are beginners, are nervous of the weights area, are nervous, are, are they lifting weights correctly? You know, maybe people have had a bad experience in the past, they've lifted weights, they've hurt their you know, back, they've injured themselves some way, that can really, really knock people's confidence. So this is something to know that if you are somebody that is kind of in experiencing that or has experienced that, you're not alone. Um, the majority of inquiries that I get for Victory Fitness are women or young girls saying, I've never stepped foot in the weights area, I'm absolutely terrified of going to a gym, I want to be in a women's only gym, a women's only environment so that I can learn and that I can go on and go to a commercial gym and be able to lift weights. So that is 
mainly who I work with. And even if I get inquiries from people who have been to gyms before and have done classes or worked with trainers, I suppose, and this is by no means in a bad way, like I still need to look at that client as a beginner because they are a beginner in my eyes. So while I'm not doubting what they tell me when they say they've been training in another gym for four or five years, I still need to, you know, go into teaching that client as if they are a beginner and everybody will move at a different pace. So I might meet that person who has had training experience and go, okay, I can kind of see they know how to squat, they know how to deadlift. And we progress a little bit, maybe faster than somebody who's never even touched a barbell or a dumbbell before. So number one thing to know, everybody starts somewhere and everybody goes at a different pace. So it does not matter what pace you go at, you are moving at a pace that's right for you. So another thing I suppose that I just kind of briefly touched on there, as much as I want to hold on to my clients forever, my aim is to get every single woman that walks into Victory Fitness, I want to get them to the stage that they have that confidence so that when they go away on holidays or if they ever do leave Victory Fitness, they go to another gym, that they know how to train and I think without sounding big headed, I think I've got a pretty good track record of that. And I mean, if you haven't realized already, that's something I'm incredibly passionate about. Like I, nothing fulfills me more than seeing a client come in or a female come in to the gym and they're so nervous and like three, four, five, six weeks down the line, they're hip thrusting 50 kilos, they're squatting 40 kilos. Like they're that honestly (laughs) I'm lost for words it just makes me so unbelievably happy and I think a lot of the time so many people look at this look at those people and think god I'd never be able to do that and I get that all the time I hear that all the time from clients that I work with it's like I'd never be able to lift that or I'd never be able to you know uh, squat or deadlift or do a chin-up or do a push-up and I always, kind of my love funny saying to them is, I hate to say I told you so, but I knew you'd be able to do this. So it's a really fulfilling job and thing that I get to witness and experience when working with clients. So yeah, that's why six years on, I'm still doing what I'm doing because I absolutely love it. But yeah, Victory Fitness is that safe space for women. And I really think I'm probably biased, but there's nowhere really like it. I mean, there are obviously you know, other semi-private gyms that are absolutely brilliant, but I really don't feel, I certainly wish there was something like this around when I was learning how to train in the gym. So while that might sound a little bit big-headed, again, it's my baby. It's something that I am, I think I'm allowed to feel <laughs> that passionate about. Um, so yeah, I, I want this episode to really help people and, and for them to realize that everybody starts somewhere. So even maybe you don't see these people in the gym, but maybe you see them on TikTok or on Instagram and you see a girl who's got, you know, great glutes and a tiny waist and like really strong shoulders and she's hip thrusting 140, 150 kilos. And you're like, oh my God, that's never going to be me. It's It's not impossible. That girl started somewhere. So yeah. So I suppose I should probably give a little bit of background as to how I started in the gym. I did touch on you know, my history of getting into the industry in episode one. So obviously, if you haven't listened to that, feel free to go back and listen to that. But I suppose I'll kind of go into a little bit more detail when talking about my experience with starting in the gym. Because like I said, I was absolutely a beginner at one stage and a very nervous beginner um, and a very clueless beginner (laughs) of not having a notion what to do in the gym. So yeah, we've got some, we've got some funny stories thrown in here as well. So I grew up playing all different sports. I was a very active kid. So I was doing, I was playing Gaelic, I was playing hockey, I was playing, or I was doing singing, acting, dancing. So I was quite a sporty and active kid. I, at kind of around eight or nine years old, really got into tennis and tennis was my main sport and something that I really like, I feel like I did excel at it, probably not to the best of my ability. Like I probably could have done a little bit better, but um, shit happens. Um, But shock horror I was actually really lazy growing up so I kind of still am today that type of person I could train six seven days a week but if you asked me to go down and take the bins out I'd be like oh my god like that's so far away so (laughs) I do have this little little bit of a lazy mindset uh in in me but I definitely kind of you know eight nine ten years old was really sporty really active 
to write primary school and then going into secondary school obviously and I did touch on this in the first episode you kind of start to worry a little bit or I certainly did about body image and what I looked like and you know you're introduced to exercise and the gym at in in your early teenage years and I think you know like exercise is obviously amazing but when we look at it as a teenager especially as a female teenage teenager it can be it's just a fine line of like it can go either way like it can be really beneficial when you see young girls getting into the gym but it's also there is that potential for it to go a little bit wrong in terms of their mindset so I mean kind of me going off on a tangent but that was probably why I started to be more concerned about going to the gym was for how I looked I by no means was somebody that wanted like a big bum or anything I know and I'm not saying that's a bad thing either but like I didn't want any specific I suppose aesthetical or maybe I did I, I think my thing was just like I didn't want to I always felt like I was I was heavy and I was like quote unquote like a larger person and I carried body fat like that was always my concern so I always believed that the gym was somewhere you went to lose weight um so that was kind of in first set more so second and third year so I suppose you're kind of like 14 15 we were so lucky in the school that I was in and our PE teacher, it was a husband and wife and the wife, anybody who's listening to this who did go to my school will know who exactly who I'm talking about. And we were so lucky that we had those PE teachers because they were like a gym power couple. <laughs> we used to always say that and especially the woman, um, I won't use her name because you know, you never know with these things, but um she was amazing oh my god like she was so strong in the gym and she was such a great role model like I only wish looking back on it that I took a little bit more like advantage of her and like listened to her more because obviously when you're a teenager you don't listen to those things so yeah I I really wish I paid attention to what she had to say and because she was really like I met her actually a good few years after I left school and we had we we met in the gym and she yeah, she just is such a great person. So she, we were so blessed that we had the husband and wife as, as our PE teachers. So we had access to a gym. It wasn't amazing from what I can remember, but like all, there was everything you need. There was a squat rack, there were treadmills, there were, you know, dumbbells, there were benches. Like it was quite small, but it was, it was very good. Like everything that you needed. And I know a lot of schools, which I could go off on a total rant of, but a lot of schools definitely wouldn't have that. Um, which, yeah, it's, in my opinion, really important that as a teenager, you start lifting weights again, just to build your confidence so that you can go into a commercial gym and not hurt yourself. Um, so anyways, hadn't a clue what I was doing. We had access to the school gym. I'm almost certain like after school on certain days and myself and my one friend in particular, we would go in, but like, I literally would gravitate towards the treadmill. There would be older guys in there, maybe in fourth, fifth and sixth year. So we were kind of probably in third year at this stage. And so 15 years old and there'd be older guys in there who obviously knew how to squat and deadlift and do a lot more than we could. And my friend was actually really uh, way more into the gym than I was. And I always was like, I want to be like her. Like, I want to know how she can do all of this. And so I would just gravitate towards the treadmill. I would probably run for 10 minutes, walk for another 10 minutes, pick up my water bottle and leave. So that was where we're at. Like we are very, very much, you know, not, I wouldn't even call that going to the gym. I could have done that outside. So yeah, very beginner stage going in being like, today's the day I'm going to pick up a dumbbell. And then I see everybody in the gym and I'm going, I just, I know how to walk. I know how to run. I'll just go on the treadmill. So I think that's something that a lot of people probably can relate to. Worrying as well. Oh my God, there's guys in the gym. They're older guys. They're in my school. What are they going to think of me? And that, you know, self-consciousness was definitely, definitely there. Um, so I also was in this really weird mindset when it came to exercise. And I think as well, this is something that everyone goes through at some stage in their life. And I mean, I still hear women in my gym who kind of will say these certain things that I'm like no no that's not the way but I have to I suppose bring myself back to what I believed when I started in the gym so certain things like one thing I definitely believed was I measured how good a training session was by how much I sweated and how many calories I burned 
this is absolutely bullshit. This is totally not true. So like the way I would just compare this is like you could go on your summer holidays or you could go into a sauna and you could absolutely be dripping sweat. It doesn't mean you did anything. So it depends on, on the heat of the room. Some people are sweatier people than others. So it also depends like what really used to confuse me was how I'd go in when I did eventually learn how to lift weights. I'd go into the gym and I'd do a weight session for maybe 45 minutes to an hour and I wouldn't burn that many calories and I would be like oh my god what What? why is that the case like I thought I exercised and I suppose that's where like my disordered um or my, my bad relationship of food and exercise kind of came from because that me that would mean then I'd go for like an hour-long run after so yeah definitely not something to get caught up on because what's really important to know about lifting weights is you lift weights for let's say it is 45 minutes after for the next like 24 to 48 hours your body is still burning calories and I don't like to talk in that language of burning calories and stuff but it's called EPOC so exercise post oxygen consumption oh my god I really should have looked that up beforehand and this is like basic stuff that you learn when you first are qualified so that was a long time ago but you burn calories after so firstly watches they're bullshit I love a watch I love my Fitbit but I love it for my steps and I love it like maybe to track my heart rate, but by no means are they accurate, but getting caught up on the number your or the number that it says you burn of calories you burn in a session is just ignore it, please. Because one lifting weights and exercising in the gym doesn't actually burn that many calories. So it's not worth, you know, worrying about you burn calories after your gym session, which is why again, a topic for another day, but we can get into learning about like why you need to refuel yourself, especially on rest days and stuff like that, because your body is still working. So yeah, that was one of the things that I was definitely caught up on. I'd just go to the gym and be like, I want to burn calories today, which I mean, you can blame society, you can blame social media for that. I know a lot of commercial gyms will advertise certain classes about the rate of calories that you burn or the number of calories you burn in that session. Like that, I hate to be so picky, but it's not a good way of thinking because the gym the way I describe it to people is actually your place where you build like it's the place where you grow so you build your muscle you get stronger it's not a place where you lose like and again something I can touch on another day but a lot of people think when they're maybe struggling to lose weight they're not losing weight but they're going to the gym already two or three days a week they think they need to add in more gym days probably not the case you probably need to look at your nutrition or your steps or something like that so anyways full of tangents full of going off topics but it's important that I address these things so that was something that I was definitely caught up in. I went to the gym purely to burn calories, to look a certain way. And by no means am I saying going to the gym to look a certain way is a bad thing, but it was when it's all that you care about or think about, you probably, it's worth your while coming up with a few other things to focus on or have as your goal, because you're just going to get frustrated and bored with the process. So that is probably tip number one, go in with performance goals, go in with you know, movement goals. And I just don't think you can underestimate coming out of the gym and being like, that was brilliant. I got my mind off, you know, my work or my stress that's going on in my life. And that was my error to myself. Really, really important to have other things to focus on aside from burning calories, losing weight when you go to the gym. So move on to kind of when I was like 16, fourth year of school. If you don't know I moved to Florida to train at a tennis academy so my tennis game was really good and again something I just it is a regret of mine like I didn't focus on the strength and conditioning part I didn't just connect the two when it came to like improving my tennis so another thing that if you are you know maybe a younger person or you want to get better at your sport or whatever <laughs> lifting weights is going to help you so that was something I wish I wish I paid attention to but anyways in Ireland we don't really we didn't really have that facility back then like my tennis club as great as it is it wasn't we didn't have a gym we didn't I think I I think I did a little bit of you know strength work but it was not structured by any means so that was something that when I moved to Florida we were exposed to that and that was a huge eye-opener I was in a gym with I mean you would see a famous tennis player across the gym you would see some American football players across the gym and um yeah that was a really cool experience but again, I was 16 and still not having a clue what to do. I mean, we would, I remember, I think back to like, we would, you know, do a few reps 
of maybe lunges, do a few reps of, I don't even think we squatted with a barbell. I think we did a few dumbbell rows and yeah, it was definitely more structured, but I still don't think it was as structured as it could have been given with what I know now and how important strengthening or or how important lifting weights is for your sport. So something that, yeah, I didn't really give enough thought to. I kind of thought your progress or my progress was made on the tennis course, which it was obviously, but there were other things that I should have been focusing on. Another thing that whenever somebody mentioned the word gym and lifting weights, I immediately thought I was going to be massive the next day and grow the biggest muscles imaginable. And I know that is probably the number one concern I hear from people is I'm going to get bulky. And I get this with inquiries from people, especially obviously beginners. They're really, and I I don't blame them by any means. I think this is such, again, given the media and, um, you know, what we read and what we, you know, just appears up on our Facebook ads or whatever. Women are totally fearful of getting bulky in the gym by lifting weights. And this is not the case. This is absolutely not the case. Anyone you see that is massive when it comes to like an athlete or and a lot of people will see this with like crossfitters or weightlifters um they won't have been training for years like or uh, bodybuilders sorry i think what i say i can't remember what i said weightlifters i meant bodybuilders um they've been training for years so guaranteed they have a much longer training experience than you do if you are somebody that is just starting out in the gym um their goal is like driven by to get strong and build muscle and by no means if that even is your goal there are certain things that people do to get there a little bit faster and I won't go into too much detail because I'm on I'll be honest I don't know enough about it but some people get a little bit of help from things that are not the safest uh option um i.e steroids but i'm saying and I, I that's totally extreme but i'm saying like a lot of people who are new to the gym will look at bodybuilders and look at like athletes who like that have been training for years and think oh my god i don't want to be that and that is what the gym will result in and that's not the case um take this from myself who has been training now for we'll say since I was 17, because I'm going to say properly training in the gym. So that's seven years. And my goal has actually been to get a little bulky, get a little bigger. And I haven't, I'm not there yet. And I've been actively trying not with steroids, obviously, but I mean, with eating in a calorie surplus with, um, you know, eating plenty of protein, making sure my recovery is on point. So take that from somebody who is by no means bulky. And understand that you'd have to do a lot of things to get bulky um but one thing that a lot of women do come to me saying is that they want to quote unquote tone up toning up I I don't like using that word because I think it's a stupid word but I also use it because I know people know what it means and in order to tone up there are two things you have to do you have to lift weights because that is where your muscles built toning up is essentially building muscle And the only way to build muscle is to resistance train and is to lift weights. Uh, The second thing you need to do is you need to have a certain level of body fat. So if you are somebody that carries a large amount of body fat and also carries a large amount of muscle mass, you are going to have less definition than somebody who carries less body fat and still has, let's say, the same amount of muscle mass. So that is just something to kind of think about as well, that you know, the less body fat you have, the more quote unquote defined your muscle muscles will be. And that is how you quote unquote tone up. So I suppose when people say I want to tone up, my first advice is get in the gym and lift weights. And I don't mean like one or two kilo weights and doing 30 to 40 reps of lateral raises and bicep curls. I mean, and I'll get on to, you know, how you can, I suppose, get into this, but like I mean, you want to look at like progressive overload, which is basically doing more work over time. So lifting heavier over time, doing more reps over time, that should be your focus. So when people, you know, tell me that they're scared to lift, you know, 10 or 15 kilos or 20 kilos with the bar or whatever, because they're fearing that the heavier they lift, the more bulky they're going to get. That's absolutely not true, but you're going to get far better results 
progressively overloading as opposed to lifting what staying with one two three kilo dumbbells and doing body weight stuff that is just I mean it's it's how the body works so that's just another tip as well do not fear lifting heavier you have to do that in order to build more lean muscle mass because your body gets used to it so we see this all the time when when beginners start in the gym let's say we start them with a goblet squat so for anybody that doesn't know that's where you're holding a dumbbell at your chest and I usually would start people depending on their you know level or how they even manage a body weight squat I might give them let's say an eight kilo dumbbell to hold and they're going to do their squats after like it's hard to say an exact time, but let's say one to two, one week on from that, they might start with the eight kilo dumbbell and it looks really easy. So I might say to them, right, can you try a 10 kilo dumbbell? They try the 10 kilo dumbbell. A week after that, let's try a 15 kilo dumbbell. A week after that, you know what? You're like absolutely smashing your squats. I'm going to move you on to a barbell, which is 20 kilos. And that's, we, we keep needing to do that. And I suppose It's not to say that if you have a week where you don't progress that you have failed. By no means am I saying that. But when you're a beginner, you almost kind of have this extra advantage because we call it the beginner gains. You walk into the gym, you're a fresh newbie. You've never lifted weights before. You're going to see a massive increase in your progress over, you know, your first four, six, eight weeks in the gym even. And we see this all the time and you'll get to then a certain stage where your progress will slow down a little bit. But that's just because you're becoming more used to what you're lifting. So it makes, I mean, I suppose it makes sense. But in order to tone up, you need to lift weights. You need to progressively overload your weights and lift heavier over time. And it doesn't have to be at a certain pace. You do it at your own pace. But, and as well, progressive overload doesn't just mean lift heavier. It can mean you lift the same weight, but you do more reps. It can mean you lift the same weight, but you do a slower tempo. So you do the exercise slower. So there's loads of ways. And I suppose I can record a separate episode on progressive overload and what it is. But that is going to be the best way to build lean muscle mass and um, become quote unquote toned. So yeah, hopefully we've we've busted that myth. And just remember, you will not wake up after your first session in the gym and have massive arms and massive legs. It's just, it's never happened before. It has not happened to me after seven years. So I think, I think we're doing okay. <laughs> um, so obviously kind of trained a little bit in a gym in America, but still didn't really have a clue what to do. I then started with an online trainer in fourth year, which mm, that was a bit of a bad experience, not gonna lie. Um, it was a little bit weird. He obviously didn't have control over my training because he understood like I was there for tennis, but it was very much on, you know, nutrition. And I suppose we can talk all about the nutrition mistakes I made because there are a lot of them. But I was still in that, you know, mindset where I just really, you know, didn't, wasn't fond of the gym. Only I wanted to be fond of the gym. I wanted to know how what to do, but I, I just didn't have that confidence to go in and try certain things uh, or like, you know, lift up a dumbbell or lift a barbell. I did loads of running as well. Like I did 5k, I did the odd 10k. Um, because myth number two, I thought cardio was going to make me lose weight and lose body fat quicker. Um, no, cardio does not speed necessarily speed up weight loss. It always will come down to a calorie deficit. Again, I keep saying we can record separate topics on this, but I really just want to try and stick to the training topic. But I had this belief that cardio, cardio, cardio was the only way to lose weight. You have to look at your nutrition as well um, and energy balance. So the energy you spend versus the energy you consume, that is energy balance. And you, in order to lose weight, you need to be in a calorie deficit. So you need to burn more than you consume but that can be done yes of course that can be done through exercise like running or walking I would say walking just because you know it's maybe a little bit more consistent but if you like running by all means it's just I suppose for people who feel they have to run you don't have to run um but lifting weights is going to be huge in this because the more lean muscle mass you have the more calories you burn at rest so another reason just why lifting weights is super beneficial um along with many, many other reasons. So when I was, I'm kind of going to fast forward. So when I was around 17, I moved back from America. If you know my story, you know, I went into hospital for an eating disorder, came out and was like, right, really want to get strong now. And I really want to learn how to lift weights properly. So I'd 
you know, decided that in order for me to recover, I wanted to learn how to train in the gym properly and get like get really strong. So that was again, it wasn't this I didn't have this fear anymore because I'd gotten myself into a certain situation. I didn't have this fear of lifting weights was going to make me bulky. I actually was like, okay, you know, let's do this. Let's gain some muscle and get stronger because I didn't feel, I I still didn't feel confident, even though I was underweight and I'd been sick. Like I did not feel comfortable in my own skin. So I thought the gym was a really cool place. And I just, it was something I always wanted to do. And we started, we started training in the gym, um, (laughs) along with this. So I had a friend and we would train in a gym that was just down the road from us. And I'd go into that gym again, not having a clue. This is a pure example of how I just did not have a clue. So I walked into this gym and there was a I think it was a leg extension machine. So anyone that doesn't know, you sit in this chair and you're working your quad quad muscles. So like the the, your thighs is what you're working. And um, I was trying to set up this machine. And when myself and my friend had walked into the gym, there was a guy at reception, like the manager of the gym. And my friend turned to me and was like, oh, I know that guy. He's friends with my cousin. He's really good looking. And I was like, ooh, he kind of is good looking. Reminder, I was 17 at the time. So I was, roll on then uh, half an hour later, I was in the gym trying to set up this machine. And it was so obvious that I was struggling to set up this leg extension. And I was like, you if for anyone that's seen a seated leg extension you have to kind of like adjust one part of it just like sit into the chair and then there's a, a padding that goes on your shins that you have to also adjust as well depending on you know the length of your legs and the seat sometimes might need adjusting as well depending how forward and backward you're sitting um on the on the leg extension anyways the next thing this this guy that I taught was like really good looking comes over and is like do you need help with that and a guy in the gym who's definitely older than me, quite good looking. I was mortified. I was like, and I was in a rude way because I panicked. I didn't know what to say. I turned around and I was like, uh, no, I know exactly what I'm doing. Turned back around and started still struggling with how to set up the leg extension machine. Anyways, that is in today, today time. That was my boyfriend so that was Kev uh and yeah we laugh we laughed about it on I think it was like our second day I was like I remember this guy in the gym and I was like please tell me he doesn't remember this embarrassment of me being in the gym trying to fix a leg extension or set up a leg extension machine he did he did remember so yeah that's my little funny story so then I was like okay maybe I just need a personal trainer maybe I need somebody to help me know what to do in the gym so I hired a personal trainer and I absolutely loved him like I thought he was so amazing he is amazing he's such a nice person and he taught me so much about the gym he you know definitely got me stronger he definitely helped my relationship with food there were so many things that he was just brilliant at so really really loved it I actually when I was 17 was deadlifting with not so great form and I pulled my back out So I'm going to give my tips at the end, but another reason why I would say it is definitely worth your investment in getting a personal trainer if you are unsure of the gym. I know people are probably thinking you're so biased. Of course, you're going to say that because you're a trainer. It's just so important that you learn how to lift safely and correctly. I was left to my own devices one of the days, even though I did have a trainer, but I, I think it was actually like really early on. I think I'd only had like one or two sessions and I was like, wow, I can go into the gym myself. And I just, we hadn't done that much deadlifting and like that was mainly like hit stuff that we were focusing on and I deadlifted and I deadlifted wrong. So yeah, take my advice. And while it might seem like I'm biased about, you know, getting a personal trainer, it's definitely worth the investment. I mean, your health is your wealth. Like your body is, is, is really, really important. When, when it comes to a a trainer as well, like do your research. And I, by no means I'm saying I am the best trainer for everyone. Like there are definitely, you know, clients that I've had in the past that I'm like, actually, I think I have a person that I work with when I was working in a commercial gym. I think I have this other trainer that actually might be more suited towards your goals. And that's okay. Um, but I definitely think if you are somebody who is looking to find a trainer, do your research. 
see, maybe look on their Instagram or look on their website, who have they worked with in the past? Is that someone that you're like, oh, I definitely could see myself working with that person because I see they work with, you know, girls who are, I'm just using myself as an example, nervous in the weights area. Um, I just think it's so important. I made that mistake when I was living in America. I kind of just picked a trainer because, um, and this is the online trainer I'm talking about. I kind of just picked a trainer because I was like, oh, I don't really know who else to pick. There's no one, I don't know many people in the fitness industry or many trainers. So that's the first person that kind of, you know, I just Google searched and, and I think that's how I find them. They came up, but there are definitely some trainers out there that just, they mightn't put you first. And they might, you know, put themselves first in terms of whether it's getting like a transformation or whether it's, oh, and I, I just think back to like, I used to see when I'd be training in a commercial gym, like I used to see like trainers on their phones, teaching clients and like that type of thing shouldn't happen. So if you see your, your trainer on their phone um, or just, yeah, not really paying you any attention while you're lifting or kind of giving you a very just like when I say basic program the basics definitely work but a program that you probably feel like somebody else has gotten um yeah maybe it's something to just reconsider if you're especially if you're like paying for personalized one-to-one training so yeah um and then when it comes to like investing in this I understand that personal trainers or private gyms can be you know uh, on on the higher side of things when it comes to an expense versus a commercial gym like I know a lot of commercial gyms range from like 20 to 30 euro a month which is obviously a great price but you have to again consider like I'm investing in myself and I'm investing in my health so that's maybe why taking just that you know one to two to three months maybe of working with a personal trainer is going to be really beneficial because it's an investment that you'll take with you for life. Like I said, as much as I want to hold on to my clients forever, my aim is to get them to the stage where they can go and train in a gym by themselves. So I suppose I won't go kind of into the ins and outs. I started working in a private gym after I was working in a commercial gym, or sorry, before I was working in a commercial gym. Um, so that was my first job and I loved it. And I learned so much like that, the importance of correct form and correct technique. It, that was after I, I, I hurt my back. So that was a really big lesson for me. And it just, again, made me realize the importance of working with a trainer and having somebody watch you, which I suppose kind of ties over into what I do today. So I, for anybody that doesn't know, I do CrossFit. So I don't train in my own gym because for me, it's work related. So I train in a CrossFit gym and I absolutely love it. CrossFit is a bit of a mad sport, not going to lie. It's something that go back to, you know, five, six years ago, I thought was horrific. I thought it was, you know, you definitely get injured if you did CrossFit. And I understand why people think that because it is a bit mad, but there's there's a lot of components to it. There's strength, there's fitness and endurance. There is um, like Olympic lifting, which for anybody does, that doesn't know, that's like your, your snatches, your clean and jerks. Um, and there's a gymnastics component to it. So it kind of covers like everything, which is again, a bit mad. But take this from somebody who just, so August, 2020, I joined CrossFit and I almost feel like maybe people thought I should know what I'm doing because I'm a trainer and I own a gym, but I hadn't a clue. Like CrossFit really has taught me so much. And I remember my first session in CrossFit and I absolutely died. It was so hard. I can't even remember. It was like rowing box jumps I only learned how to box jump I'm gonna say like eight months ago and everybody always slags me in the gym about it because I'm terrified of box jumping in case I fall and hurt myself um so yeah funny story comes to mind I was actually teaching a class in fly fit but I got thrown into it last minute and somebody had programmed it and they programmed box jumps I went to demo demonstrate it to the class I jumped up on the box and I fell so that was I think where my fear was but um so yes we've had we've had many embarrassing experiences in a gym but uh, I suppose CrossFit really taught me what it's like to be a beginner again and at this stage I was five years no four four or five years into working in the industry so it's always nice to be humbled and <laughs> brought back down to earth and go oh my god I'm a total beginner here and I'm still a beginner with CrossFit like 
I only got a muscle up, which is a really difficult exercise. I only got that last summer and I since got surgery. So I haven't even tried it again. So no doubt I'll be back at a beginner stage for those as well. We are always learning, which I think if we look at the gym as a place where you can always learn, it's a much more enjoyable experience than somewhere that you are nervous of not knowing what to do. So that's really, really important. But that's the fun of it. And that's why it's interesting because I'm always going to learn something every day. Another probably biased tip from me, but join a community, join a community-based gym. I trained for years in a commercial gym just because it suited my schedule. And I trained by myself. And looking back, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. I know it works so well for people. Like my boyfriend trains, he kind of like, he doesn't, he goes to the gym usually to train by himself. And I'm like, how do you do that? I just, I suppose I don't know any different now because Victory Fitness is all semi-private. So we always have groups. CrossFit, where I go to, is all groups. So for me, training is just so much more fun when you're in a group. That being said, it's not to say I'll never go back to training by myself ever again, but I think back to when I was training by myself and I was so, I was just so intense with it. And I was like, everything has to be perfect. And even if somebody would come up to talk to me, I'd be so frustrated because I'd be like, oh, I just want to get my session done and train by myself. So whereas now I've definitely learned to relax a lot more with my training, but it's in a good way because I actually really enjoy it. Like I said, the best form of exercise is the one you're going to enjoy. So when people, and I hear this a lot from other trainers, they'll like bash, you know, outdoor boot camps or they'll bash, you know, like F45 classes. And I'm like, well, maybe, yeah, they're not, you know, the best way to progress in terms of building strength or building muscle. It's about what you enjoy. And for me, community is a huge part of that enjoyment. So yeah, I would say try if you can find a community or even like team, like if you are chatting to somebody in the gym and it's such a good thing to be like to them, do you want to train together in the next session? Like, do you want to like, and people appreciate that. People don't think you're weird. People will actually be like, oh my God, somebody just asked me to train with them. That's a really great way to make friends. I suppose build that community. If you are somebody that trains in a commercial gym, and you're unsure and you're not you don't know what to do ask somebody who works in that gym questions ask them how to set up equipment ask them does my form look okay on this squat i used to work in a commercial gym and pts that work in a commercial gym they want to be asked questions a lot of people don't know but we're trying to get clients so if you work for example i worked in flyfit our our goal there is to build up a client base and when people, other people see you on the gym floor with other people, they might, that's a, an incentive for them to inquire like, oh, Vicky's helping somebody there with a squat. Like maybe I should ask her about personal training. So if you're unsure to ask a trainer or somebody that works in a commercial gym, ask them because guaranteed they definitely want to be asked how to, now by no means am I saying like take advantage of them and have them train you for a whole session for free. Absolutely not. But it's no harm in asking them, can you just check my form on this? If you're lifting a weight that you're maybe not sure if you can lift, like a squat, let's say you've never lifted 50 kilos before and you're nervous, oh God, what if I don't get this bar up? Like, what if I don't stand up? Ask a trainer, hey, do you mind spotting me? Like, can you stand behind me and just make sure that I don't, you know, fall on my ass? Um, that's something to not be shameful of. Um, I think back, like I used to ask people to take videos of me, like if I wanted to, you know, post something on Instagram. When it comes to social media, follow the right people. This is really hard to do because you might know, are they the right people to follow? But follow people who send a good message. Um, I have made the mistake in the past of following people and picking up on whether it's bad dieting advice or whether it's bad training advice. And that's something that's really hard to erase. So I suppose it can be tricky to know how is this person the right person. But what I always think about when deciding who to follow on social media, if somebody is really, really set in their ways. So I suppose a good example of this could be if you're following somebody and they're like, you should never eat fruit because fruit makes you fat. That's a really extreme message. And obviously if you're in any ways kind of in tune with dieting advice, you know, that's not true. But 
if somebody is saying that there's no other way to get a certain result apart from doing one specific thing they're kind of you know that person that's being real aggressive about it and kind of you know just giving off that in my opinion it's a bad vibe don't follow them don't take their advice um it's worth if you are looking to follow you know trainers worth following trainers that you've seen what their clients are saying about them you've seen results that their clients are getting I think that's also really important as well it doesn't have to be transformation posts but it can be you know what we really focus on in victory is posting like personal bests in the gym and I always like to give a little bit of background that like Mary came into me not having a clue how to lift weights and now she's hip thrusting 60 kilos again very possible very doable but a lot of people don't realize that so I think just a little kind of shameless plug but follow the victory fitness instagram page um because you'll see loads of our clients progress and while i'm not totally against posting transformation photos i tend to focus more on where my clients have progressed to in terms of lifting in the gym and i suppose it's hard as well because i don't necessarily when they first walk in and are a beginner i don't want to take a video of them because they're probably really nervous but sometimes I'm like I only wish I took a video of their push-ups when they first started because look they're on the floor now and they're doing full push-ups anyways but yeah I suppose look at their social media see does it align with what you feel is important to you and as well as do they seem like a nice person that's always just a big kind of standout to me if they seem aggressive if they seem like they're trying to push a message that you're like I don't know you know I feel attacked <laughs> um maybe they're not the best people to follow Another tip if you're training in the gym is film your exercises. I kind of briefly mentioned that. Don't be afraid to ask somebody, hey, can you film this for me? I just want to check my form or set your phone up and against your, your water bottle or your shoes or whatever and film your exercises from the side, you know, to know are you getting your squat depth? Are you squatting low enough? Or um, yeah, like it, it can be anything like film your exercises for form check or for, hey, I just got a new personal best on my deadlift so that's something that I think is really important and no one no one does judge you in that like I think a lot of people sometimes I even get nervous if I'm in a CrossFit class and I'm like god will I set up my phone or is that really embarrassing but at the end of the day I don't care like I, I want to see my progress and I am so thankful I took videos of my first few months in CrossFit because holy shit compared to now not by any means am I saying that I'm amazing but I see such a massive difference like I have a certain video that somehow weirdly went kind of viral on on Instagram and it was me doing um a clean so um and the clean looks horrific and it's a light uh, when I like I it felt heavy at the time but then roll on almost two years and I'm lifting like 12 and a half kilos heavier on the clean which for a clean in my opinion is quite a lot now don't get me wrong form is still not amazing because it was a personal best so form is never going to look perfect really but that was like so amazing to watch because I was like oh my god I had no clue what I was doing in that first video and now I do and yeah I just one of my biggest tips is just take videos of your training because you're going to look back at them one day and be like oh my god I'm so happy I did that um one of the biggest top tips I have, use a logbook or use a notebook where you can write your exercises and write the weights that you lifted. I did this so much in the past. I walked into a gym, did a certain program or lifted a certain amount of weights and did certain exercises and I hadn't a clue what I lifted and I forgot. And then I go in the next day or the next week and I try to do that same program again. And I'm like, what did I lift again? So that's really, really important. Please, 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 if there's one thing that you take from today is track your numbers. We're talking about progressive overload at the start of this. You wanna progress your weights or the number of reps you're doing for a certain weight over time. The only way you're gonna see that is by logging your numbers. Another thing that I actually put up a question box last week on Instagram that I know is a huge concern for people some people think they need to be in shape or lose weight in order to join a gym. This is 100 million billion trillion percent not the case. And I totally understand why people might feel that because they look at people who go to the gym and think, 
that person's in really good shape that person's in really good shape I'm not in really good shape and I'm really embarrassed about it take this from me nobody gives a fuck what you look like or what you're doing in the gym they are too busy and this is not saying that they're big-headed but everybody is too busy and concerned about what they're doing themselves that they don't have the time to worry about what is Sarah in the corner doing nobody actually cares what you're doing so if your size or your shape is putting you off joining a gym please please don't let it so that's that's kind of my my last tip my I, like separate to that my last tip literally says here don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks the gym is scary I understand that hence why I created victory fitness it's a safe space for women to learn how to lift in a really really welcoming and empowering environment and you will and it's so interesting because people the, the women that we have in the gym will come in and they'll see other women or girls that have been here for like one two three years almost and they'll be looking at them being like how are they hip thrusting 120 kilos? Like, that's insane. And then like, they'll be starting on 30 kilos for a hip thrust. And the next week I'll be like, okay, let's move to 40 or, you know, a month down the line. Okay, we're on 60 now. And they're like, oh my God, I'm halfway to that 120 that that girl was on. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. Like you're, it's it's so doable. Like you can see it. It's, it's definitely, you know, insight. So everybody moves at their own pace. You need to understand that. The enjoyable part about the gym is it's always, there's always areas to progress in. But yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. Plenty of rambles, plenty of tips though that I really just hope you've listened to this going, oh my God, I feel like I can join a gym now. And yes, I'm gonna maybe look to get a PT or I'm gonna look to join a community or I'm gonna ask that girl that I see in every a gym session that I go into who's across the gym in a commercial gym that I train and I'm going to ask her to train with me in the next session because she looks like you know why don't we train together we always train at the same time whatever it is even if it's actually the number one thing I want everybody to do here is get a logbook so <laughs> message me on Instagram after this please and just tell me you got a logbook but yeah this is my advice and I've had a lot of experience being a gym goer and obviously this is mainly what I work with for women. So if you do have any questions or do need some extra bit of advice when it comes to the gym, please drop me a message. I absolutely love to hear from people, especially in relation to the podcast. So that means so much to me. I cannot tell you how much that means to me. It's amazing. Um, But message me, ask me for advice because this is essentially how I get more content, how I want to know what people want to know. So yeah, I really hope you enjoyed this podcast and don't forget to follow the podcast, rate it. That would be amazing. Share it with somebody you think might also find it useful. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Vicky Cornick or my gym page at victory underscore fitness underscore IE. That is where I post all of my content on the gym page. So thank you so much for listening. I cannot wait for you to hear the next few episodes that we have lined up. And I look forward to chatting with you next time. Bye.